Welcome to the Leading Hope Podcast with Kevin Jack. Your influence will lead people somewhere, lead them towards hope. Everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. Hey, welcome to Leading Hope with Kevin Jack. I'm your host, VJ Williams, here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to become a better leader. Hey, normally we release a new episode every Wednesday, but for the next month, get this, we are not we're not going we, to be releasing we it. We are not going to be doing that. We're going to take the month of June off, so we suggest that you do that as well. You know, relax, <laughs> enjoy uh, your time off, find another... What are you laughing about? <laughs> we suggest that you take the month off from the podcast. Yeah! <laughs> not if you have a full-time job that you don't work the entire month of June. Of course. <laughs> They're here for the podcast. But hey, we're so excited that you are joining us. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do that. Also visit leadinghope.online. You can find out more about when we're going to be uh, releasing the next, which will start in July. But you can follow along there and subscribe to notifications to there as well. Also, hey, if you haven't rate, rate or review, you want to do that as well. That's an awesome opportunity to help us get this in the hands of more opportunities. Today is just an absolute wreck. Everyone's <laughs> laughing and it's going to be great. But I will tell you this. I will say this. We are in the last episode of our followership series and it's going to be entitled, you've got this one, 82 is lead the leader. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Do you want to also announce that we are, we're going to do uh, season two? Season two starts the first Wednesday in July. <laughs> season two, episode 83. Our seasons will be 82, seas- 82 episodes. That's what we've decided. We decided. It's the, uh, who plays baseball? Yeah. We're a baseball team. Yeah, half the year. No, baseball pays more than that. Six hundred. We're a basketball team. Basketball okay. teams play. There we go. That's what we're doing. Now we got it. 82 game season. There, we, there go. we go. Hey, so we're in the last week of our followership series. To give you a quick recap of this idea, and the reason why I want to give the recap every single week is so we'll understand, hey, the importance of the idea. I want you to remember the practical handles and the applications of this, but far more importantly than that, I want you to remember the idea as a whole. And so part of leadership is developing a healthy followership, okay? So the best leaders will be the best followers. We have to completely get rid, eradicate this idea. I don't follow well because I'm such a good leader. No, if you were actually a good leader, you would know how to follow well. And if people aren't following well, then you have not led them to follow well. So in this series, and if you can go back through the other three episodes we have had in this series, we are teaching you how to teach followership, not just teaching you followership, but teaching you how to teach followership. So here's the aspect of followership that we're jumping into today. The final installment of season one. I need to let that joke go. (laughs) The aspect of followership is good followers know how to follow the leader and how to lead the leader. Good followers know how to follow the leader and how to lead the leader. There is this delicate balance between they know when they should run, they know when they should question and evaluate, they know how to teach the leader how to lead them, they know, so it's just one of those things, like some people say, oh, we love we love healthy debate, which we do as a we team. We do. But I want to tell you, not all the time. Not all the time. <laughs> like there are some times that you go, no, 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 
We don't need to debate this. We just need to do this. It's more important that we just run. And I don't know, every single one of us has served on the team that like there's the person who they do a great job of getting the discussion going, but they don't understand not every single idea or decision needs discussed at length. And oh man, throughout the years in ministry, there are just times that'd be like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I am so glad you're in the room because you have no problem giving a contrasting opinion. You have no problem pushing back. Yeah. And there's other times that we just need to make a decision and move on. And it didn't matter that much. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I am so frustrated that you are in the room. Like, <laughs> could we just could we just pick it and go? I don't even care. You pick. I, I, it doesn't mean anything to me. Sorry. Baggage. Need to work through that. So part of this is, so good followers know when to lead the leader, when to follow the leader. You need to understand, hey, when is leadership a team process that it's not a solo sport? And creating that dynamic is what's so important. So this is why it's, I want to give you just real quickly why this is so important, how not to create it, and then how to create it. A really, really simple way as to how you create this as a leader. So first off, why it's so important. The leader will not always have the answer, okay? There's a lot of times that you will need the team to lead. You will need the team input, the team ideas in order to make good decisions. The leader will not be able to create buy-in across the organization as a whole. You need the team in order to create that healthy level of buy-in, that healthy level. Oh, there you go. Sorry, small earthquake. <laughs> we get on the camera. <laughs> season two is coming season if you're two. watching on YouTube. Season two, <laughs> episode 83. If you're listening online, sorry, we uh, bumped the camera. And uh, But if you're watching online, it was just a low level, like a 4.7 <laughs> magnitude earthquake. You saw how steady we are. Calm under pressure, folks. Yes, yes. <laughs> so the leader won't always have the all the answer. Leader can't spend all their time creating alignment and casting vision. Yes, that's a big priority of a leader, but they can't spend all their time doing that. And so there is this healthy thing of like sometimes those who are under a direct report will just sit and complain and go, oh, they do this and it's not healthy. Oh, they do this and it's not healthy. And to go, no, as a follower, you can teach the leader how to lead you. You can guide the leader on how you can be best led. So personally for me, I do extremely well with enormous amounts of autonomy. <laughs> I do not do great with a bunch of check-ins along the way. That is not how I lead best. That's not how, how I guide best. That's not how I get stuff done. And so I have been really clear to the person who is leading me to say, hey, listen, I want you to know from the get-go, I want as much autonomy as you will possibly give me. What do you need to know? <laughs> what do you need to know at what different points in order for me to be able to operate in that level of autonomy? And I'll frame it like this. I don't think you wanna spend all your time checking in on me. And I can promise you, I don't want to spend all my time having to check in with you. So when I'm doing that, I am teaching the person who is leading me how to lead me. So this is how not to create it. First off is just to abdicate leadership, to just be gone <laughs> and to go, yeah, I want to teach the followers how to lead by just not ever being there. I'm going to tell you, if you don't lead, the followers will take control, but they will take control out of a level of frustration with you, <laughs> not out of something that's designed. Now, here's a, here's a piece. This is just a side note, okay? Is I think one of the healthiest things in leadership is knowing when to be present and when to be absent. That's good. 
And so often what we do is we think we're, this is the dynamic, well, I'll get back to content in just a second, but I want to hammer home on this and see your thoughts, is to go. Sometimes people will say, well, I'm giving ownership whenever you actually didn't do anything, you were just absent. Yeah. And other times people are always so present that they never give anyone else room to lead. What do you yeah. got on that? I, I couldn't agree more. I think the hardest part is knowing when those, when to define those times yes um because that's what you said is absolutely correct you can't be there all the time that's that's micromanagement yep. you can't leave all the time because that's no management <laughs> that's good and so uh at the end of the day the hardest part for the leader is to actually um define those areas for themselves that's good so that the and 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 then explain that to the team that you're leading. Yep. Hey, I'm going to be here when I believe this scenario is happening. So and I'm not going to be here in these others. Defining not just giving people an understanding yep. of your absence, but defining the purpose behind that absence yep. as well. Yep. That's good. Absolutely. That's good. So we go, how not to create it. The the first side of it would be on the spectrum is to go, hey, I'm just going to be absent. I'm not going to be there. The other side on how not to create it is to only lead through command, like more of a, hey, dictatorial style, a command and conquer style. There's been a bunch of different definitions for this style of leadership. This is the style of leadership that takes no input, that takes no feedback, that is not democratic, that is not a team. It's a, here I am, I'm your boss, here's your orders, I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. That is how you can't be on either end of that. So this is how you create it. This is how you create the healthy followership that knows how to follow the leader and also knows how to lead the leader. You ask two questions, okay? And the first one isn't as much as a question, but they're the prompts for a conversation, okay? So the first one is this. The question is, what do you need from me? This is from boss to direct report, leader to the team as a whole. This can be a one-on-one -on -one conversation. This can be a group conversation. It depends on how your team operates best. But you just simply say, what do you need from me in order to do your job well? And they may give to, I need this information or I need access to this conversation or I need to have the freedom to work in these environments. I need space here. I need check-ins here. It is a really important conversation. What do you need from me? And then once you ask that question, take notes on the answers, promise that you will follow through and implement those responses, the ones that you can, and you actually do that. Here's the second piece. I said it was a question. I apologize. This is a phrase. Okay. So the question is, what do you need from me? The phrase is, now here's what I need from you. What do you need from me defines what do your followers need to follow? Okay. Here's what I need from you, defines from you. Here's what I need from you in order to lead you well. And this could be anything. And, and this is what just kind of blows me away is I talk to different leaders and a lot of them are pastors who are frustrated with their team and they've never told their team exactly what they need. Oh man! And, and they'll say things like this. They'll say, well, they just, they always question this. They always push back on this. They, they don't like this idea. They're not following through here. And yep. it's like a, did you just, did you tell them that? Like you told me? Yep. 
Because my guess is, is that they're not trying. They didn't like wake up in the morning and go, you know what I'm going to do? I would love to frustrate them. I would love to just be a thorn in their side. Yeah. That's what I, no, no, they don't realize that they're doing it. They don't realize how frustrating they are in that moment. And so to actually sit down. So I actually uh, took our team, this is a couple years yeah. ago. We used to do these different development tracks that I created as I was really trying to strengthen the culture of our team and church as a whole, trying to set the culture. And so I created this five-part series that I took our team through that's a lot of this content that was called Easy to Lead. Yeah. And this is how I started it. I said, you're not easy to lead. <laughs> and I need you to be easy to lead because yep. I'm spending way too much of my time managing this team and we're wasting what could be used for kingdom impact. Oh, yeah. We're wasting time in here and what should be used for critical mission priority stuff because we're not easy to lead. And so a lot of the pieces of this, I had five different parts of it. I've condensed that into content here and added and taken away some other stuff. But one of the key things was launching this conversation and just to say, what do you need from me in order for you to follow well? Here's what I need from you in order to lead you well. And the basis of this conversation created the dynamic where I would say now, and I don't say this because of me, all I did was prompt the conversation and follow through on the ideas was just to say, our team is easy to lead. Yeah. They are not difficult, they are not hard. They lead me well and they follow well. And so the key point here is that leaders open the door for that conversation. My guess is most people on a team would love to have a conversation with their boss that says, here's what I need from you yes. <laughs> in order to do my job well. Leaders open the door and it's twofold. It's the question, what do you need from me in order to follow well? And then here's what I need from you. And with reason, not like, here's what I need from you. Quit being a pain in my... Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. V, what you got? Oh, what do you man. want to talk about? So much to go through. Uh, first, let me just say hi to uh, Adrian Harris and uh, Madeline Plant watching on YouTube. So glad that you guys are here. Uh, you know, actually, Adrian just made a comment. It was really good. It says... Uh, this is great info also if you're a parent. Oh, wow. that's, oh that's great. That is great. Yeah. I mean, think about that. You're, what, your kids are, are having a hard time understanding what, what we're trying to get to as a family. Yeah. Like you ask them, hey, oh, that's this is powerful, what I, That's really good, Adrian. Hey, there's a good question here from Jacob Barker on Facebook. Oh, cool. You want me to launch into yes, it? Please. Jacob Barker says, how do you undo an environment that has been conditioned by a leader who micromanages or gives strong directives? I want to empower those around me. Wow. So I would say, Jacob, first off, fantastic question yes. on that. I would say you have to have a clarifying conversation around the new culture. And so uh, one of the things that we did is we put in our values in terms of how we operate is we just said leaders lead. And so I wanted to set the expectation and we just said, hey, we are a leadership culture. Do not expect us to hold your hand. Do not expect us to constantly check in. If it flops, it's on you. We'll support you, but we're not going to know how to support you until you come to us. We trust you as a leader. And so, Jacob, I think that's one of the biggest things that you can do on that is to say, hey, there's too much following. There's not enough leading. There's too much waiting. And so you need to be really clear and to say, hey, here's what I want for you. I want you to know what it looks like to lead well, to feel the joy of leading well. And here are the things that we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate initiative. We're going to celebrate taking of responsibility. 
And so you need to know, this is what I'm looking for. So does that, I hope that makes sense, having those clarifying conversations. I think that's fantastic. It's a great question too. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, well, there's two things I want to talk about. One one is, I wrote this down just because I, I, I think it's going to be helpful for someone to find out what the consequences of the leader uh, in, in this scenario, which is what have you found as a leader to be the issues between being there too much and not being there enough. I think if you just give a couple highlights of what that's done in your, how it's messed up what you're trying to accomplish by being there too much, yeah. give us that. And yeah. not being there enough. Give us that. Yeah. Um, so to, I'll be honest with you. So I typically work out of the office uh, two days a week, a day and a half, two days. I don't think I've hit the side of, hey, what is the danger of me not being there enough yet? Okay. I'm not saying I'm trying to push that. I'm not like looking to get down to, I'm looking to be three and a half days, four, <laughs> seven days out of the office. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not trying to stretch that more, yeah. but to go, I don't think I've hit the negative side on that, but there too much is I'm involved in decisions that I shouldn't be involved in. Okay. People will continuously ask a question of an opinion of a decision they should make of their own. And this is what happens because I'm there. Someone will just pop in and go, Hey, what do you think about this? That's a decision they should make. Yeah. Here's the problem. I have an opinion. Yeah. And I'm a fast processor. Yeah. And so I just give it. Right. And to go all of a sudden, I've taken all the leadership and responsibility out of your hands just by being present. That's a great note for everyone who's going back to Jacob's question, you know, making sure that you are not in every decision making meeting. Yes. That's a really good thing. Well, in the here's the here's the real negative side. Yeah. And personality is just to go, I love the conversation. Right. Like I do. Yeah, that's... The, that's and the, so when I'm in the office, no one gets any work done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I just float true. around back and forth. Like, yeah. oh, what are we talking about here? Yeah. What are we talking about here? Yeah. We should do this. Yeah. That's a great idea. No, don't do that. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and you said you really haven't found anything uh, with being gone too much uh, right now. So, I mean, re literally, you could just not show up here ever, and then it would be, <laughs> you'd be good to go? I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Hey. No, I think, it's two. A, I think it's a hard thing. So I would say it like this. Uh, there are times in which the culture needs set. Yes. And there are times in which the culture needs, uh, I don't know what the right word is. Yeah. Like there are standards that the culture needs to reach and then the culture needs to take time to let it sit. Yeah. I don't mean like it's not growing, right. but it needs time to make its way into people's behaviors. Yeah. It so, needs to be lived out. Yeah, whenever we're in culture setting mode, so say it like this, when we're in culture setting mode for as a team, yeah. I'm leading a lot, a lot of meetings and I'm setting new meetings to uh, increase exposure, okay? Yes. Whenever we're in culture setting time for our church, I'm preaching 46, 47 weekends a year. Yes. When we're in time, the culture needs to make its way out. It doesn't need to be set. It just needs a little time to take hold and to grow. I'm letting others lead meetings. Yeah. I'm preaching 42 weekends a year. Yeah, that's good. I think that helps people who are trying to live in that in that between yeah. uh, a mode. Uh, the other thing, I love I love this part, and I think this is where we'll stick for the next couple of minutes. It's running out of time, um, unfortunately. And then we got a month off. I know, oh, man. I know. Uh, you said w the question that you asked someone who you're leading is what do you need from me in order to do your job well? Yeah. Um, for those who are trying to be better followers, they should be prepped to answer that question every time it's asked. Help someone know that that 
not that it's coming, but how to answer that question and not to That's think great. and not to think of that question as a question that I'm not doing my job well. It's I'm getting better at my job every yeah. week. Help someone answer that question. Well, I think if if your boss or whoever you report does ask you that question, here's the categories you need to think through. What of your leaders' influence and resources should you leverage? Like that's an important piece. Yeah. And to go told our team, like, hey, when I step into a meeting, it takes a different tone. In in a good way, it could be in a bad way, but to say, hey, what of your leaders' influence and resources should you be leveraging? How do you work best? is a whole other category to say, hey, what do you need in terms of relationship, in terms of check-in, in terms of affirmation, in terms of feedback? Like, what? how do you work best in terms of autonomy? There are some members of our team, they are best verbal communication. There are other members of our team, they yeah. are best written communication. Yeah. I've had to learn that. Yeah. And they go, no, no, no I type good. an email to them. I would never type an email to this that's other good. person because yeah, they're going to read half of it. Ooh, their could, reading comprehension is low anyway. <laughs> we could speak so long about being able to know the people of which you're leading, man. That's yeah. a whole nother. So it's about knowing, hey, what am I trying to accomplish that the leader could step in? How do I work best personally? And those are the big categories that yeah. you're looking to. Yeah. I can tell you this. When you ask me the question, what do I, I mean, that exact question, what do you need in from you, I am very quick to answer. Yeah, like super quick. Like I, and I think it's a great opportunity for me to make myself better, not make you better. Mm -hmm. Like because if I'm making, what's that, our boy Craig Rochelle? <laughs> if the leader gets better, yeah, everyone gets everyone better. gets better. And so that's that's it, right? I mean, and so when we're when we're trying to make those decisions and ask those questions, it has to be from a place is, man, they're not trying to to make me feel bad. They're trying mm -hmm. to make me feel to get better. And the and the important thing that comes in on this, when you ask that question, not only do you create a healthy dynamic and conversation within that discussion on leadership and followership, but you force the follower to look at things from your perspective. That's great. Which is one of the most important things you can do as a leader is to help people see things from your chair. Man, oh man. And that, that ends our time today. Uh, and that ends our series, Followership. Ends our series. And that ends a little break that we're going to be taking. Yeah. Uh, episode 82, Lead the Leader. Kevin, wrap it up. I want to end with one of the statements that came in on how not to create it and the idea that good leaders know when to be present and when to be absent. So in the name of good leadership, we're going to take a month off. We'll see you back in July. It's going to be awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, it would mean the world to us if you did that now. Also post about it, rate and review or both. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders like you. We love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life or business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online and send that to us. We'd love to hear from you. Hey guys, check this out. We're going to see you back in July, better, bigger than ever. It's going to be exciting. We love you, and we'll see you then. And remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it.